Hello and welcome back to the Dakota Student Podcast. I'm your host, Mason, and today I'm joined by a couple lovely souls. We got Molly, Kylie, Madison, and Ben. Thanks for joining me today. How are you guys doing? Pretty good. Not too bad. Great. Good to hear. Doing good today. I guess we can uh, start with some COVID updates. We have some... I know we talked about in the last podcast, but Minnesota relaxed some restriction. I know a couple restaurants around my hometown are getting excited for that and they've been opening up insides yeah. i know they've been sharing stuff on social media also, yeah you've been seeing the same stuff not had in-person dining then at no. all no all everybody had tents set up it was yeah yeah i did not uh, know that i saw the river cinema open back up and they're doing like five dollar movies or something mm. do they have a capacity down. limit i Assume so. I'm guessing, yeah. Yeah. East Grand Forks has really been like, um, like on their social media with their restaurants and stuff. They're all really excited because there were a few restaurants that actually opened in East Grand Forks despite the order. Um, I do know that like Boardwalk actually got their liquor license suspended and stuff like that. Um, but River Cinema is opening, and for, like, the next three months, they're doing $5 movies. So, and you can rent out private theaters, I think. But, yeah, I saw that, too. Um, speaking, of, yeah, speaking of indoor dining, I should have talked about this last time when we were talking about it. So, in Moorhead, which is by Fargo, for those of you who don't know, um, there's this place called Brutus and they, when walls was like, Oh, but you can dine outside in the middle of a Minnesota winter. They like set up a table and they had like reserved for Tim walls. Your pizza will be hot for 45 seconds. But if you want a warm pizza, you can go five minutes across um, the river and sit inside because North Dakota didn't have any limits, but so that's what like East Grand Forks and Moorhead struggled because you had people who could just go right across the river and give them their patronage instead of being able to dine in your restaurant. So it was kind of dumb, but whatever. Man, that's a terrible spot to be in as a business. You know, like you said, the boardwalk, I know they had some, didn't they post some stuff on social media saying they just couldn't stay closed? They couldn't, you know, sustain that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just unfortunate. Yeah, she basically said, like, right. Yeah, they like had the news and everything. So I'm like, but I don't know why. I mean, of course, they're going to come after you if you're going to do a big expose on the news about how you can't stay closed and stuff, which I totally get. But like, maybe keep it quiet so that the Minnesota DA doesn't come after you. I don't know. <laughs> because, yeah, yeah, they did get fines and their liquor license got suspended. So, How are things looking for you, Molly? How are the businesses there? Um... I mean, as far as I know, things are doing really well. I guess I haven't really heard of anywhere shutting down necessarily. We've had indoor dining since the summer. So I, that's why I was in shock. And I was like, you guys don't have that. Cause I guess I just like, haven't been keeping up with like the Midwest news and stuff. Um, but yeah, we've had indoor dining. So restaurant, <laughs> restaurants, <laughs> restaurants have been open for months. Um, I mean, I have like trying the <laughs> words. <I'm, laughs> like, what is coming out of my mouth right now? <laughs> well, have you started day drinking already? <laughs> A couple um, of mimosas start the day. I know. Uh, oh my God. And I told myself this year, like, I'm not, I'm completely sober, but I did tell myself I wasn't going to drink nearly as much as I did last year. Um, I've been trying to shop local to support local businesses. And every time I go in, I'm like, how are you guys like doing? <laughs> Cause I'm just like curious as like how they're doing as like a business, like, and a lot of them are like, we're in good shape now, but if we do have to shut down again, like we are screwed. And I'm like, Ugh. so I guess I honestly don't think our governor will personally shut down unless there's like an executive order. But I think that we are doing better, at least on the business side of things. I know our COVID cases have definitely like been on the rise though, but that's everywhere. Yeah. That's everywhere. Yeah. Everyone's are going up. 
Side note, Molly, did you see that Grand Forks Francesca's is closing? Dude, the one I was working at at the Merrimack Outlets is closing too. They closed two of the really? stores in New Hampshire. I'm like, thank God I got out of there because I would now be unemployed like completely. Right. Right. Yeah, no, they went bankrupt. They, Francesca. Yeah. Which I wasn't surprised because like as soon as we started working again, all their sales were like over 60% off. I'm like, you guys are going out of business. <laughs> Me. You guys are going out of business. They're like, no, no. I'm like, yeah, you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I literally knew. I'm like, you guys never have sales like this. Like, you're going out of business. And then, like, every like district manager was like, yeah. no, we aren't. And they restructured the entire company. And I'm like, yes, you are. Like, yeah. Don't tell me you aren't. So kind of like, sad though. Nationwide, then, like every single one. No, so they are closing like 200 stores. Um, they had to close. They were closing a hundred of them because of like their bankruptcy or whatever. They're like, we're closing a hundred of the stores that are underperforming. And Grand Forks was not one of those. And then they made another statement like two weeks later that they're closing 150 more because of lease problems. Like the lease is too high. And they were like trying to like renegotiate all of that. But honestly, like the Grand Forks store, like we hit our monthly goals, but there's no way like they were making any money. Yeah, the mall like is like probably like, under, I feel right. like. The, yeah, the leases in Grand Forks are ridiculously high. Like I used to work at the Gap a while ago, but um, I just know that like when I was working there, that was when stores first started going under. Like that's when Macy's closed, like all that in the mall. And they were talking about how the, the lease prices in the mall have gone up so much because they have to compensate because now they have, Sears is empty. Macy's is empty. And then like that whole mall is practically empty. I don't know. Eventually I think it's going to become a standalone shields because I don't know how they're going to be able to keep up with getting businesses in it, in there when, as soon as one comes in, one goes out. So, yeah, which is really sad, but I thought icon was going to be like a skating rink in there or something, but I don't know if that's happening. I wouldn't be. I'm surprised that mall doesn't do well just because of like where it's located. Like, I don't know. There's like the closest thing is an hour away. And honestly, like as a college student, I don't want to drive an hour to go to a mall. So I was just like surprised that it like everywhere, like closed in there. Amazon. True. And like online shopping was huge anyway, but I don't know. But Mason, you say that there used to be an Amazon warehouse in Grand Forks many years ago. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. It, it's like you think about it. It's like you look in the, the, that hour radius around Grand Forks. There's a lot of towns in between there. And are they going to have to do more than an hour if that mall does close? Because that mall is a pretty sad mall if you think about it. It's like it's like somebody's like. I think the problem is is yes when they with that increased rent rate, they just can't keep the stores in. And with no stores, no one wants to go shopping there. So it's it's that double paradox of. You're trying to make that more money, but the problem is you now have less stores. So you, they aren't bringing in the rent, and you have to increase the rent, and stores can't handle it. So it's that it's a hard thing for them to to uh, have issues with. It's like a death chain well, effect. I just thought yeah. about like now that the border's closed, like we used to get so many people from Canada right. that came down just to shop. Now that's like not a thing. Mm, I didn't know that. Oh, that, that's a huge like, thing. Yeah, when I worked at the Gap, a huge source of our re- like revenue was Canadians, and like when they would come, they wouldn't just come and buy a pair of jeans. They would come and spend hundreds of dollars on stuff. So I mean, we knew like our weekends were going to be the best, and we knew like the Canadian holidays. But now the borders have been closed since March, so there hasn't been that traffic between. And honestly, towards the end of me working there we noticed that the Canadians basically just started driving an hour extra to go to Fargo because the mall is so much better in Fargo. Yeah. Mm. Well, uh, the mall near me is dead. It's, I think it's uh, trying to be sold right now, but that thing is dead. Sad to see. I don't know. Uh, I'm near Burnsville, the Burnsville mall. I don't know if you guys. Yeah. Yeah. 
that it's sad because that was like my hangout spot when I was in high school. You know, we get there, go to the food court, eat some delicious food, kind of delicious. It was cheap. Um, the one here still has a pretzel maker and they do delivery, I think. So <laughs> there's that. Those are always, you know, the death of me in malls. You just smell the pretzels or the, the Cinnabon or something. Yeah, we have a Cinnabon at the mall that I go to and I like walk in the door where it is. And every time I walk in, I'm like, I want all of it. I want mm-hmm. all the cinnamon buns. Like, give me all of them. Yeah. Smell too good. Too good. Mm-hmm. So next up on the COVID agenda, we uh, we, start, we discussed about this before the podcast started. And uh, we're bringing it up again. Smoking preventing COVID. Let's get some opinions out there. You guys think it does? I'm going to have to say no. Yeah, <laughs> but I agree. I'm interested in hearing more about it because that would be really interesting if it did. What I did think was interesting is because I guess like when you do smoke, I guess not saying it's like training your lungs, but like, can you imagine like, I I mean, I wouldn't be surprised because like your lungs have to endure so much. I feel like from smoking that I wouldn't be surprised if they like somehow like can work harder. So the effects aren't as bad. Does that make any sense on what I'm saying? I mean, it kind of does, but sorry. Oh no, you're fine. Go. Oh, I was going to say, you know, it does kind of, but that also makes me think about like athletes. You that consider, you know, training your lungs too. You're breathing harder, getting bigger or however that works. I don't know how that works. Me either. Um, That's why I'm like, after I'm going to hear this back and I'm going to be like, Molly, you sound so dumb right now. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe a protective liner. So from what I've heard, well, from what I've heard, is that it's not that it decreases like your chances of getting COVID. If anything, it increases your chances because one smoking, um, like lowers your immune system. And two, it like I saw in this article that been is basically you're constantly putting your mouth. And then like, if you share like a cigarette or a vape or something with somebody else, that's like cross contamination, but it increases your chances of not having a severe reaction I don't know how true this I've just heard it from multiple people that basically the hospitalizations are less in smoking patients than they are in nor like non-smokers because there's like some sort of the tar in your lung basically how COVID works is it attacks your bronchioles and apparently the like the tar in your lungs from smoking like forms like a protective layer over those bronchioles. It doesn't prevent you from getting sick. It just doesn't prevent the COVID from manifesting. It prevents the COVID from manifesting so deeply because from what I understand, basically the more severe reactions is basically that the COVID has manifested deeper in your bronchioles. So I don't know the science behind it or anything, but I've just heard it from several people that apparently not or smokers have less severe reactions than regular people, which makes sense that like you see these perfectly healthy people dying, but then you don't, you see these people who are sick and who are, have smoked for their whole life getting through without a blip. So I don't know. I feel like I should bring it up quick that we are not encouraging smoking. Um, I feel like the long-term effects (laughs) heavily outweigh the short-term, you know, pluses of not catching COVID. Right. If anything, I quit. I quit vaping. So you guys can do it. If you are addicted to nicotine, you can do it. Please call Madison Feltman at <laughs> 701. <laughs> My five-step program. One, stop buying nicotine. <laughs> Step two, cry a little bit. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be interesting to see how this... Uh... I don't know how many people are researching it, but it's going to be interesting to see how it develops. This is from the Mayo Clinic. And how yeah. old is this? I know they talked about MERS in this article. So this article was published um, November 30th. So it's a very recent thing. Um, it, it doesn't say a whole lot. It mainly is saying that the, that they, they are noticing that they can spread a little bit easier because when you are smoking, you're smoking in a group because they have you're in a specific area. So they're noticing it is spreading a little bit more. Um, 
So in, in the article, there's a quote from Dr. Hayes, who looks like is the one who's been doing the research on it. Smoking, vaping, hand-to-mouth social behavior, probably not distance, unmask, and, and exhaling and inhaling deeply, uh, creating an aerosol of droplets. Those are all the ways we know it spreads, and it is very likely that people who are engaging in those behaviors are more likely to get the infection and spread it to others. Because you think about it, smoking, you're always in that tight area, you're breathing in heavy because you damage your lungs. So from this article, from what I've read from the Mayo Clinic, it looks like it may make it better, but there's also the possibility that it could also be a much worse infection if it's able to uh, fester and just it just doesn't look like it's a good thing. Yeah, I I don't think it's a good thing. I'd say the, you know, the, wow, I can't think. The repercussions that come with it definitely outweigh the benefits, uh, especially with smoke, like the infection, infectivity rate, like uh, Ben talked about. Smokers aren't known to, you know, be healthy. They're known to cough a lot, and coughing definitely will spread this stuff faster. I don't know. Interesting stuff. Well, it even, it even says at the bottom, he says that the COVID-19 is an opportunity for people who smoke to recognize the serious health risks associated with addiction and consider quitting. To be honest, it's actually a great time to quit because if you're, um, yeah. one, you're not going to be in a group, and two, you're probably all stuck at home anyway, so it's a way you don't have to do as much stuff anyway. It's a, you can, If you're getting angry at stuff, you don't have to be in front of people or you're craving it. It's, oh, it's actually not a bad way to, to quit. And then they outline some ways to help you quit. So that, I, I don't know. I, I think smoking to begin with is something that people have now thought it's now started just become a cool thing again, like it was so many years ago. And people aren't thinking about the uh, long-term side effects that they're going to be facing because of smoking and, who knows? We'll just have to see what happens in 10, 15 years of, is this true that the smokers who did have to get COVID-19 did it better? Because unfortunately with the way it is now, you can't do a long-term study on it. That was kind of an interesting comment, Ben. Yeah. I think the introduction of juuling, you know, kind of brought that cool sense back to tobacco usage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's interesting. So, um, off the COVID topics now, we can talk a little bit about this aftermath of the, whatever you want to call them, what happened at cap at the Capitol, you know, rioters, terrorists, they, they fall in each definition. Yeah, I saw one guy, the guy who sat at Nancy Pelosi's desk, he just got arrested. And I think the, the maximum sentence was, what, 10 years? So uh, I guess we'll see what happens. I don't think he's been sentenced yet or anything has happened after his arrest. But. I don't think they're doing any sentencing because they know they can't. Multiple things can go in against them. Because uh, right now, they're. I think what their goal is to try and sentence everyone who is part of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know the guy who um, stole one of the podiums. He had like long hair. He also got arrested. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure he didn't get far with that, but there is that too. Mason, did you ever did you, you did you see that thing I sent you about off Twitter that comment? Oh no, I couldn't see it. Oh, did it get deleted? I, okay, uh, I even looked up his profile and I couldn't see. Okay, it. I, I I it happens to work for me. And and the tweet reads: It's from Yusuf Moyaneri. We spend two hundred and fifty billion dollars annually on quote unquote defense, and the center American government fell in two hours to the Duck Dynasty and the guy in the Chewbacca bikini. I mean, I mean said, to to take the side of the capital though. It's not like a military thing, you know. It's not heavily guarded. I'm sure there's only a couple. A couple it is. They have like police officers. Yeah, they know they have police officers. You have to go through a full body scanner when you're going in there normally. It's just right, like the same as I'm, if you had to go through a Smithsonian. Well, imagine raiding the Smithsonian. Sorry. I agree with Mason in the fact that, like, uh, no, you're fine. Um, I don't think that the police force that is there is, like, able to handle mob and, like, pro- like even the police weren't able to handle the protesters, like, during, like, 
they had to bring in the national guard doing BLM too, but it's like, so nobody was prepared for this to happen. So I think that there was just a lack of preparedness overall. And I think that like, obviously, yeah, the police force there is not, I don't think they have enough people to handle what that mob was. Um, yeah, that's I will say as much as this is a tragedy and I absolutely condemn what happened. The memes on TikTok of this <laughs> capital thing are insane. Dude, I saw one. I literally laughed. I like, saw one that laughing. was like, how did they get into the Capitol or whatever? And then it was like, oh, wait, all the policemen were part of it. Yeah. Oh, I was like, that's you, so f- I saw this have you guys one. Seen, like, um, the GOP tweeted like Wall's work a while ago. And then it's, oh, like, and he like crawled up the wall. Up the wall. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um. Have you guys ever seen New Girl? Yes. Yes. <laughs> no. So there's no. a meme where the like they take the capital and like they put like face and lips on it, and there's this a scene from New Girl where he's like this. He comes into daycare and this girl goes, "Oh, white man broke in today," and oh, then she goes, "And did security do anything about it?" She goes, "Absolutely nothing," and he goes, "Typical." <laughs> and so they yeah. did that because we were kind of like going off of the fact that they were white and like privileged and all that so yeah I I was like so disturbed when I heard the news of like what was going on because I like don't really watch the news anymore because I just personally cannot stand it and when I heard about what happened I was honestly just like once again embarrassed like what do other people think of us right now like other countries are probably like what is going on and like I don't know. It's just the entire thing is just messed up. I don't I don't think they were going, you know, what is going on? I think they're going, oh, those Americans, those silly Americans. (laughs) Those silly Americans. Get your together. And we're just like, no, thank you. Yep. I don't know. It's kind of weird, but I'm kind of pumped to see the more aftermath of this. I'm kind of pumped to see people getting sentenced to jail. Honestly, I'm excited for that as well. I am excited to see those trials and what comes to be. And I hope that they all get sentenced accordingly. And I hope that they aren't like let off with the slap on the wrist. Like they deserve everything that's coming to them in the worst way possible. In my opinion. I mean, they put it out there for everyone to see it's, you know, (laughs) it'd be stupid if they didn't get sentenced. No, exactly. My friend actually sent me last night that um, Pence changed his header to um, Biden and Harris. Did you see that? No, really on Twitter or something. Supporters are like condemning Pence now. Oh, you look. Uh, He changed his header. This is a screenshot she sent me to Biden and Harris. I don't know if it's still like that, but that was um, last night. Give me a second, Molly. I'm going right there right now. Perfecto. And so, if that's the case, I do semi apologize for calling him a little. Hey, Molly, do you know which one it is? Is it the VP or his mic? I think it's just the Mike Pence one. It's just, yeah, he did. Well, but he still has DonaldJTrump.com linked. No, yeah, but I mean, at least his header's changed. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. That's something. I mean, it's a step in the right direction. I bet he just wants to be president for like 10 days. (laughs) Honestly, let him have it. (laughs) Yeah, it'd be better at this point. I I I will say... Oh, sorry. I will say I'm very impressed with how he handled it. He, like, straight out when they resumed session, he was like, this is not okay. This is not, like, basically, he kind of, like, went against Trump when he, like, also wasn't, like, in those meetings. And I don't know. I think that he's handled himself respectfully after the situation. But, um, yeah, no, I think it's time for them to just go. I mean, it is. I know people were calling know. on Pence to I don't know about the whole uh, for the 25th Amendment, but don't didn't he issue a statement saying he's not going to or something? He's not like going to do it. It's why on Monday the Democrats are going to try and uh, impeach Donald Trump for the second time. Well, I mean, how many Third does time. he really only have 10 days left? I'm sorry, but like it's but 10 days. Like, granted, I don't want him there either, but it's like all that paperwork they probably have to do for 10 days. Like, might as well just let him write it out for 10 That's days. true, but like if he gets impeached, then our taxpayers don't have to pay his salary for the rest of his life and don't have to have like 
pay for his security detail. And There's all a lot that. of stuff if he's impeached that are I are more than just letting him write out. Because Nancy Pelosi basically said that the man's unstable at this point, and she's trying to actually get him away from the nuclear codes. Yeah, that would be that would be good. When you look at it, he's already got himself banned from 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 platforms now. Wow. Um, they are. That's a record. Is that a world record for how I many? Do I know which ones they are, though? Sure. They are Twitter, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Google, Spotify, Snapchat, Instagram, Pinterest, TikTok, YouTube, Twitch, Reddit, and Shopify. Wow, Shopify pulling the big ban on Donald J. Trump. I know. Like, does he even have accounts to half of those? Like, uh, probably not. Uh, he but... did. He did have. There was a big Facebook and Twitter one. Reddit. There was a big uh, subreddit that he was on. Um, no idea about Twitch. Uh, no idea about TikTok or Snapchat. I. He had a little bit on Instagram. Who knows what was on Pinterest? Because I can't. I never understood that one. Um, I kind of, I feel like I heard something like that parlor thing got shut down too, but I'm not sure. Oh yeah. I think I know what you're talking about. Like the parlor app or whatever. Yeah. The one that like all the people are going to, um, yeah, it says it was removed from Google play store. So it's not like shut down, but like the app is off. Mm. But yeah, that was like a big one where they're like, we don't want to all this fake news on Facebook, but then they go there and just spread more fake news with each other. It's what I think was happening. But well, what I'm curious on it, on your guys' opinion is the police action on this one compared to all the other protests that we had in the last year. Of what do you, do you, do you think that um, they were uh, doing the equivalent thing? Because I was on 60 Minutes last night where. The police officers were were not were being belittled for not being too hard on these ones. Yet six months ago, they were told they were too hard against people. Yeah, I guess I I'll go first. Oh, sorry, sorry, yeah, Kylie, you, you can go. go. You go. You're good. Okay. Um, you know, this is definitely a a touchy subject, and it's it's hard to get into. And I don't know the whole facts, so I just want to make that clear. Um, but yeah, I've been seeing this comparison a lot. I just don't think. Yeah, the police were ready. I think they anticipated a lot more of the BLM protests. So they, you know, obviously brought out more force and they didn't anticipate this. I, I don't think anyone anticipated a Capitol Hill siege. So it's hard to be prepared for that. I don't know if they acted any differently. I did hear that, you know, um, like pepper balls were administered and everything like that. All the anti-riot gear was administered to the Capitol Hill riders, but but I also it was on it was on that interview clip that no it wasn't six sorry it was uh, nightly news uh, that there were some police officers that were just letting people into the Capitol. Yeah, that's that's one of those things that I really don't know about because I, you know, there's things on Twitter I I don't believe anything on Twitter, but there's a lot of different stories saying you know police were letting people in, or, and there's some people saying you know, you know that's not what it looked like. I think the person who took the video spoke out against it. I don't know. It was a lot of different stuff and there's, it's hard to believe anything. I don't know. It's just, it's weird. Cause um, this, like the coup or whatever, the riots, um, I think like five police officers died during it. And like, I don't know the facts of the BLM, but like, I feel like if police officers died during that, I didn't hear about that either. So it's like a weird Weird comparison. Yeah, I don't. I didn't hear about any police officers dying. Was, I believe there have been a total of three people that have been confirmed so far. I, I saw. I think I, it was five. I don't know if I have to look that up real quick. I a hundred percent agree with that. Like, I haven't heard a thing about any police officers that have passed because of the riot. Where you know, if it was like during the other protests like that would have been featured on every news channel about like how violent, yeah. you know, the protests and the riots are. And then I just think it's interesting how when the roles are reversed or like not even reversed, but like, it's just a different group of people fighting for something different. And I'm putting all of that in quotes. 
like for some reason, how the media then portrays it is completely different. And I mean, I think that's just like a fault within the media in general. Yeah, well, I saw like, to make sure to like call the people that stormed the Capitol like rioters. They're not protesters. Because there's like such a stark difference between the two terms. Just like, especially, they literally like stormed the Capitol. So it's like. You so just wanna- the article I just read, it said that one police officer had died, but there are five deaths. Okay. So or are the other deaths like the yeah, rioters? Yeah, those were the rioters. You know, five police officers did sound terrible. You know, one police officer dead is terrible. And yeah, yeah I didn't hear about any deaths from like police officers during BLM. None at all. So I, I don't know. Uh, there's a lot of stuff I do not know. So it's, it's hard. Yeah. But, um, honestly, I think if it's going to sound weird, this might be a hot take, but I feel like if the writers, you know, did some announcement that they're going to take it over, I feel like this whole thing would have gone so much worse. I feel like a lot more people would have died. Because did you see how Mm-hmm. Did you see how many people showed up to the Capitol? Uh, I know it wasn't in the thousands for sure. Um, I don't know the exact number. For I sure. saw a photo that made it that was pretty alarming. Um, let me see if I can find it. A girl and friends on Facebook was there. I don't think she was a part of the riot, but that's what she, I saw it. Like she was in front of Capitol Hill at some point. Um. That's not but the she picture. wasn't like on the steps or anything. But do we maybe want to go on to a little bit more of a softer topic into the Kardashian divorce? Yeah, yeah. It's some, I don't know what type of news you'd call it. It's just some news. I, I did see Jeffree Star's statement. Or well, I didn't see that yet. <laughs> what did Jeffree Star say? Did he do it I, or not? I'm no? pretty sure he denied it. Oh, yes. At least on Twitter. He denied it. Um. I feel like Jeffrey it took him a little bit to deny to, it, though. Um, yeah, he definitely played into it because he, like, put out a post, like, right after and was like, I'm ready for Sunday service. And Sunday service, like, is, like, Kanye's thing or whatever. So he definitely played into it, let the drama sizzle for a few days because it obviously got clout or whatever, if you want to call it that clout. And then he came out and was basically, no, not me, sis. And, but I don't know how I feel about the whole thing. Because I, on one hand, I do like like Kim and Kanye. But I also think that Kim is way better than Kanye. Like, she's uh, got a lot of things going for her. But, I mean, I don't know. I know some people don't like the Kardashians, but I live for pop culture. And the Kardashians are at, like, the center of pop culture. So yeah, I'm not. I will always oh, sorry. be a Kardashian. Oh no, go ahead, Mason. I was gonna say I'm usually not into this drama, this stuff. But one thing I have been appreciating is the memes. They've been, they've been awesome. I don't know if you guys have seen the one with the, the movie White Chicks. You know. Oh yes. <laughs> yeah that that meme killed me. It was hilarious. Um, I will say I do feel bad for Kim, and I did like her and Kanye together because I felt like she genuinely did keep him grounded in some way because I feel like Kim's a very strong personality and was, like, able to be, like, stop or, like, what are you talking about? Um, But I do completely understand. I think, like, I read an article, and granted, I don't know how accurate it was. It was definitely, like, on Facebook, and it just said, like, Kim had said, like, she had had enough. And honestly, like, I don't blame her. He does have like mental illness and that's not what I don't blame her about. He just like refuses to seek help for that. And I think if you are well aware that you have a mental illness and you do not want to do anything about it, that's one thing. But like, if you see all the videos that have come out and like how he talks about his family sometimes, and it's just like all of that's going to follow the Kardashians and like his children forever. And it's like, how much can you genuinely like put up with? I mean, you can't tell me that she hasn't attempted to help him and he just doesn't seek help. So it's like, when is it like out of her hands to like do what's best for her and her family? You know what I mean? Yeah. And he was like sharing like super personal stuff with Mm -hmm. like at his like rallies when he like tried to run and so I feel like (laughs) like Kim she would be better off without him and like for her brand I guess would be 
I mean, I just think for her own like mental and like well-being. That too. I think we talked about it on a podcast last year at one of his rallies. He was talking about how they like something about I could be wrong, like aborting their first daughter or something. That's what I was thinking about. Yeah. Yeah. And he was like, I was going to like or whatever. And I was just like watching it and like almost in tears because like when she grows up and sees that video, like, how are you even going to react? And like, people have that, like it's online, like you said it. And like, I know you weren't in the right state of mind, but like that follows anyone anywhere. Like, and it's not like it's going to get go away at all. No. And I just hope Kanye seeks the help he needs. And like, maybe this will be a push for him to receive help or want to receive help or attempt that. I mean, obviously it's sad, but I do think Kim has like put a lot into that relationship. And I don't think like she's gotten a lot in return. And I feel like relationships are very much like a partnership. And I just don't think she has that with him, to be honest. Well, you also look at Kim's perspective. She's the third person she's been married to in the last 20 years. So it could just be that she truly doesn't know what she wants or maybe you're right. Maybe all his issues is finally caught up to her and maybe she just said this is enough. Yeah. I mean, I also have a history of like marrying pretty famous people. So maybe it's just what happens when two extremely famous people get together and just it's going to end like this. Yeah. It's like Brad Jolene all over again. Wait, didn't she hire the same lawyer? Wait, I think that's like the thing. Is she hired the same lawyer? Yeah, I don't know. She's, they said she's some Hollywood divorce lawyer. Yeah. Some big shot. I don't know. Well, I mean, Kim's also going to law school. Do you remember that post she put out on how difficult it is to go to law school? Yeah. So, you know, she Can knows the law. And like, being like, what's yeah. Could you imagine being a Hollywood divorce lawyer? You would know so much. Dude, you know like, so much you dirt. Would it would be hilarious. Like, well, think about it. You could basically charge whatever you want because you know that these guys are going to pay you whatever you charge. Yeah. Right. And like, but you would know so much behind the scenes stuff, but I'm sure they have like, like I said, NDAs up the wazoo, but it would be so cool. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry to get off topic. Oh. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. I was just... Um, we were talking about big money for a second, you know, Hollywood. So... That just brought up something I saw not so long ago. Um, this lawyer is getting sued for $1.3 billion. Did you guys see that at all? It, it has something to do with um, Trump claiming that, you know, there's voter fraud. I think it was one of the voting um, administrations, I don't know, the people who administer the votes, um, is suing this lawyer for $1.3 billion. I don't know. I just thought that was kind of crazy. I haven't billion seen Billion dollars? You're suing someone for a Billion, like you're never gonna get that money. Like, who has a billion dollars lying around? I don't know. Bezos. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but like that's I was not just who she's say Bezos, but she's not Jeff Bezos. Dude, that yep. means that like that person's family, if they win, are gonna be paying that debt for literally like ever, like generations yeah. after generations. That's honestly ridiculous. And like, settle down. Honey. So it's a company that is going after it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So- Dominion Dominion Voting Systems. And Sydney Powell is the lawyer. She worked with on the Trump campaign and has spent much of the past months claiming that Dominion rigged the election and some and and tied it to the Venezuelans. Of course they did. I don't know. I just I'm glad you guys thought it was crazy as well. 1.3 billion. I don't think I've ever seen that number come out. And from- damages. And damn it like and damages of 1.3 billion like what well, i'm sorry what damages are going to cost you 1.3 billion dollars viral me. disinformation campaign destroyed the value of their business uh, so it's dominion voting systems what even was dominion voting systems ever worth <laughs> dude watch it be like one million dollars i saw one thing the first article it said they got paid 120 million but that was for one year so it looked like they're getting some serious money per year, but not not in the billions. That's not billions of dollars. Like uh, Wikipedia said that they started in Canada. They did. Yeah, I think it's Toronto based. Yeah. What I'm looking for is if that where their ten, what their 10k is. Yeah, they're based. Their headquarters in Toronto and Denver. So they own that machine, the uh, voting machine. 
yeah, I don't, I don't know what's going to come out of it. I guess we can save that for uh, next week's podcast. See if anything happens from this $1.3 billion sue for disinformation. <laughs> Just wild. <sighs> it is. So I'm sorry, but we got to, we have a little, I shouldn't even say a little, it's depressing. We have more depressing news. Um, but we got to talk about it. So this, I'm just going to mention some people who passed away. Gail Clifford, former UND first lady, sadly passed away. No, thank you for, uh, I wasn't around. I don't think I was alive during, I wasn't around for Tom's 10 years president, but I'm, I'm sure he put his best foot forward and did his best for UND. So thank you for sticking with him through that. Next one is, and this is interesting. Um, Iris Westman. She was the oldest lady in the world in the country. Ben, can you? She was one of the sec. Uh, one of the. She, I think she was the second oldest person in the U.S. Second oldest person in the U.S. Uh, 115. Went, yeah, 115 years old. For it. Graduated UND in 1928. I don't know. That's just some wild stuff. Nearly a hundred years ago. She was Bam. from Northwood or she was living in Northwood, North Dakota. But um, something interesting about her, um, UND art collections um, just put some of her pottery that she made in like, I guess the 1920s, 30s. We just um, put some in the new graduate like center. Mm. that remodeled building so some of her pottery is on display there sad to hear but that's a long life that is that is a long life like imagine living that long i'm sorry that's probably awful to say but like i cannot imagine living to 115 years old well okay for context she was the oldest living north dakota ever the second oldest recorded u.s resident and ranks in the top 10 super centigenarians in the world what does that word mean? Wow. Over a hundred. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, so my great grandpa lived to I think 99. I don't I can't say for sure, but he used to always say by the time he like died that God forgot about him because he everybody he knew was basically gone by the time he because he was so old. So I can't well, imagine you, living that long either. Well, you've also got to think about it. Someone who's 115, they they probably have gone to all their friends' funerals when they were when she was in her 90s or something. Yeah, I I don't know. That's a long life. I hope it was well fulfilled and rest in peace to you both. Sorry, this is just depressing. Depressing podcast <laughs> these past couple of weeks. Hey, but we, we we did get some sports wins though. Yeah. Did get some some men's basketball. Did pull up two of their games. I see they won against Kansas City. One of the games. Nice. Uh, women's basketball, not so fortunate, but they had some close games. Well fought. Keep working hard. One of their games did get canceled, it looks like. I, I don't know the specifics around that, but... Yeah, keep grinding, teams. You'll get it. Um, whew. So, yeah, another depressing topic, and I'm sorry. Maybe we'll end it after this one. But it's, uh, you know, Alex Trip. Uh, I'm sorry if I mispronounced his last name. Trebek? Trebek. Trebek, yeah. I know, was it the memorial or what was it? Or the final episode? It was his final episode aired on January 8th. Okay. After. And he is final like episode was supposed to air it on Christmas, but I don't know if they actually did that or not. No, this whole week, this whole last week has been a has been his what were his last episodes he ever recorded. Um, so they were kind of the momentous send off for him, kind of. It was really sad. And it's sad. One of. Like the producer came out and said that like he basically wanted 
his last day to like be with his wife and in the back in their backyard they had this swing and he wanted to be able to swing with his wife and he like the producer responded and said like he got to do that that's really heartwarming that's good yeah when you think about it he's he's been the host of that show since 1984 those are going to be some hard shoes to fill that's what I was thinking. I was like, who's going to like step up and take his place? Like I would never like, mm-mm. yeah, you have to be publicly accepted for that role. I don't know. That's what I'm saying like people have to love you. Like that's hard. That's hard. Well, it's the same thing like with wheel of fortune. Yeah. Those, and, uh, and price is right. They had, they replaced Bob Barker with drew Carey, but honestly, I think drew Carey does a pretty good job of, doing that show. So I don't know if any of you watch it, but that's what I would watch as a kid. growing up. Dude, I'm pretty sure I watched a documentary about some guy that like could be the price is right or whatever. Yeah. Oh, I remember what's hearing about that documentary, Molly. What? I remember hearing about that documentary about the man who beat price is right. Like, why did I watch that anyway? Cause you were bored one day. Probably. <laughs> but yeah, it, it, like you said, it's definitely going to be hard shoes to fill of a man who did it for 30 plus years and has been loved by generations and now no longer is there. I, September, started a lifestyle change. So I've been like eating healthier and like working out and I have been doing really well. And um, my New Year's resolution this year was to work out five days a week. And I accomplished that this week. So I worked out all five days and did the hardest workout on Friday. And I feel very accomplished. Lots of serotonin release, yada, yada, yada. So I am excited to continue my New Year's resolution. I am such a like a person that makes so many new year's resolutions and I quit them by the end of January, but I'm really excited to keep continuing with this because I have noticed like how much working out has helped me like mentally and physically. So that's positive. I don't know if anybody else has new year's resolutions that they are following through or that they enjoy, or I don't know. Um, I applied to grad school. Um, Finally, um, it only took me like six months. Let me know how that goes, Molly. I wish you um, the best. Thank you. I honestly think it's going to go pretty well. Um, it's uh, like an online program here in New Hampshire because online school anyway. So I just went with the cheapest option available. Um, but yeah, that's like my New Year's resolution was like getting back into school. <laughs> I miss school. How sad is that? Um, so that's not I get it. I get it. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like school has been like everything and like not having it has just been very weird for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, uh, I'm glad it's going well for you guys. I, I don't think I have any new year's resolutions. Hey, it's your final semester, Mason. How does it feel? Uh, not, you know, I, I'm excited, but I'm also not, it's going to be a hard semester. 18 credits. It's not going to be the best. All the final ones, you know, so 400. Yeah, I don't know. It won't be the best, but I'll do it. Get through it. Keep on going. Kylie, how about you? Do you have any resolutions? Um, I always think of some and never, never fall through. But um, I'm excited for this semester. I'm applying to the BFA program. So that's going to be exciting. It'll be a little challenging, but I'm ready to wrap it up and graduate soon. <laughs> well, I hope that goes well for you. Thank you. Ben, last one. What about you, buddy? I guess my resolution is hopeful. Is hoping that uh, everybody, we can get the vaccine can get out and that no one's going to do the crazy one dose only thing that's been going around. Have you heard that? No. Biden's plan, one of his plans now is instead of doing the Pfizer and Moderna vaccine, I think it's both, I think both those require two doses, is instead to do two doses, to only give one dose to everyone to get more people vaccinated, even though that's not what the FDA has 
prescribed. Yeah, my aunt works in the healthcare system and she's like, you are not protected after your first dose. Like you are not protected at all. Mm-mm. You have to get that second dose because it's like a 50 and then you get up to 98, 97. Right. She's like, you technically are not protected after your first dose. She's like, you have to get the second one in order to be protected or whatever the 97, 98, 90. I don't know how, what the. It's, it's high 90s. Yeah. To be that protected. But she's like, after the first dose, like you are not protected. So that would be dumb in my opinion. Like, why would you only get one of the doses? Like then just do the plan that was already in place and like have it done the right way Mm -hmm. the first time around instead of having to then redo everything. I don't, all I know is if that's Biden's first act as president changing the dosage, um, I don't think that'll go over too well with the public. I don't think so either. Especially, especially you're basically saying the FDA has no idea what they're doing. Yeah. You know, Biden bashed Trump, I think, every second of the day for not listening to the doctors and the scientists. So his first act is not listening to the doctors and scientists. It's pretty hypocritical. And yeah, Yeah. I agree with that. If he does that, I think that he's going to get a lot. of. Yeah. Or who knows? It'll be really interesting to see how he like steps into this whole role because there's been so many like or so much. I don't know. I can't talk. There's been a lot of conflicting information about what he's going to do regarding COVID. So it'll be very interesting. We'll see. I don't know what's going to happen. Everything's just a waiting game. Well, um, hopefully some more information comes up. I know where you're supposed to be. You guys said 10 day left in Trump's presidency. Is that, I don't know if that's right. 21st. Yeah. 21st. 19th inauguration. So that was 20th. 20th. All right. Well, either way, we'll be uh, seeing a new president pretty soon here, not within the next podcast, but I'm sure we'll have some more updates related to Capitol riots and other things. But anyway, I hope it wasn't too depressing for you all. Thank you for tuning into the Dakota Student Podcast and we'll catch you next week. Have a good one.